0: Society Podcast. This is Franz Bowen. This is Trav Weeks with another installment of the Driven Society Podcast. And so we have a ill, wonderful guest. We have a family it. member in the building doing ill things for the culture. Of course. Uh, the founder of Striver's Row, Miss Destiny Swindell.
1: Ooh. Hey.
2: Y'all. <laughs> What's up, Destiny?
1: I'm good. It's good to be here. Absolutely. Like you said, right, family. This, this
0: has been overdue. For sure, yeah, for sure. I life be so nah, not, right? life, and so we can finally
1: <laughs> we can finally do this. I so never I'm heard excited. that before. I'm gonna use the look. These life are the be but, um, damn, I
2: can't I can't even remember the first time we met. Oh, how we I don't know.
1: Okay. I'm like, it was actually funny. I was with somebody last week, and they were like, "How do y'all know each other?" And we were like, thinking it was is that a thing here? Like people don't know how right. they met. And I'm like, it was so long ago. Like, That's how
0: you know it's a good. You know, relationship, right? You know what I'm saying? You just can't even pinpoint.
1: Right? It's like we're so far removed from like then. Yeah, right.
0: It's so crazy because now you see everybody
2: in the community. Now it's like, I feel like we we were on one leg now coming to 2020. Now it's like we just shifted to a whole new, like, Mm -hmm. just being present like it's like a whole new chapter now yeah absolutely Beginning page turn yeah right like it felt like the uh coming up chapter the last three years and now it's like you know it really shifted but um actually i just remembered it i know i I was definitely familiar with strivers row um and all the dope stuff y'all been doing in the community uh but then i think we officially met at brooklyn hip-hop festival that's it Right. It was that's right. It. Like that's so we yes. officially met. We that's did a it. um um we had a, a conference, uh Driven Society did a conference segment as part of the festival and uh Destiny was there.
1: Yeah, Bianca and Kim were speaking at the festival that day. So Absolutely. That.
2: For sure. It was um Brooklyn College. Uh no. It was, it was at, at uh,
0: Evers,
1: right? Mega Evers. Mega i actually oh, I'm
2: bugging. <laughs> It was at Mega Evers. Uh, shout out to Goldie. Shout out to Jules. I actually just met up with him the other day. That's my man. Um, yeah, now, um, you know, we got to first connect there, and I just was just, you know, very... Uh, um, just uh congratulating you and um celebrating you because i was familiar with strivers row and always and i'm always having my eyes open and aware of what's going on in the community and the platform you guys are building and continue to build um it's i mean you guys have grown since then has been always about community always about highlighting just dope creators in the space and and providing that safe space so you know it was was super aligned you know what i mean i think we met up a couple times after that but um First of all, just tell the people, you know, from your perspective, uh, you know, how'd you get started? Um, I know you went to Howard, right? hmm
1: I did. Yeah,
2: because um, every time I talk to my Howard, it always comes back to destiny. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, talk to people about, like, you know, where you're from originally, and how'd you, you know, um, how'd you get to New York, and um, what was the first vision of Row.
1: Yeah, wow, that's because I'm like people usually we I usually start in New York. People don't ask me like where I'm from. Oh, from. we want to know, you know. <laughs> so we gotta go way back. Um, no, so I'm from Virginia. I'm from Hampton, Virginia, um, which is interesting because I went to Howard, um, but I made the better decision. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, from Hampton, like it's a. I I really like where I'm from. Like when I sit and think about it, I'm like it's a really interesting place to be from. Like, you're really smack dab in the middle of the East Coast. So you get, like, a lot of everything. And I feel like even the people who, like, the celebrities who are from Virginia are these people who kind of sit at these intersections, right? Mm-hmm. Like, true. Missy Elliott and Timbaland, right? Yeah, like Pharrell. Alan right. Ivers- Pharrell, yes. He went to my sister's high school. Um, Alan Iverson, Mike Vick. Mm-hmm. Like, these people who, like, transcended what they started out to do. True indeed. Um, and so... It's just a dope place. I feel like so. I just feel like we're really real where we Absolutely. come from. And, and real
2: quick. I feel like Missy needs her own museum. Like um, I, I think Missy genius. is incredible. That's it. I'm sorry. She's
1: a genius, and she always reps VA, so we love her. Um, but yeah, so when you know, grew up there. I guess very typical, I would think, to me, um, <laughs> upbringing, and then I went to Howard, um, and I wasn't really super social at howard um so a lot of people who a lot of people who went to howard that i know um there's a good chance that i might have met them post being on campus because i was like i knew people but i was like pretty chill i wasn't like super active or whatever um and moving to new york really got me out of my shell so where it all starts in new york i would say is with group me which is funny, Mm. Um, and so when I moved to New York, I started a group me with maybe like 20 people that I knew who had moved to the city. Most of them from Howard, a few other people that I knew from other schools, but it was like 20 of us. And these people are still like, Probably like my core that's like my you know like we have thanksgiving together like you know we do christmas uh you know secret santa every year like that's like you know family family like my core um but like the group grew to over 1200 people oh, um, wow. um so there was one group that people were chatting in and then there was another group that was just like info so like flight deals go through their events you need to sell something, you know. Just it was it was called the NYC plug, and it was just like whatever you need, like mm-hmm. drop it in there. Um, I feel but like I'm familiar
2: with that too. Like.
1: You probably you're probably in it. Like if you go and look, you you probably haven't touched the chat in a long time. It's 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 died now, but right. it had a strong like five year run. So a right. lot of people who you know, a lot of people. That's where I met them. People who. Uh, you know, are doing really dope stuff right now, Mm. Um, when we sit and think, it's like, oh, you was in the group me in like, 2016. So that's even before people were starting to work on their stuff. This was just a space that we were in when we still had, you know, good jobs, and we needed a distraction at work. Like, this is where people were just like, shooting the shit, honestly. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um,
1: Yeah, shooting the shit. So, (laughs) um, but even still, out of that, so many like, rich Friendships. Honestly, last night I stayed in Queens with two of my closest friends. One, I was a bridesmaid in her wedding last month. The other, I'm the godmother to one of her twin daughters. And we met in that same group. So it just was like, I don't know, a very integral part of New York for me. Right. Um, so people wanted... There was this big group, and then, of course, there's a cyclical thing where then people want to connect in person, because, okay, we talk all day, so, like, let's pull up on each other. So, people did, like, a few, like, impromptu, like, let's meet at this bar, whatever, and then, eventually, I was like, well, let me organize something, and that's where the link-up came from. So, the link-up started out as, like, after work, happy hours at 4040, 40 um, and we did that for a year and kind of like over time they became like less networking more party um which was cool you know we that's what people needed yeah. uh at the end of their week and so then like a year i think both in february probably 2016 to february 2017 i think it was i might have my years wrong um we did the first day party and then that became what it was. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, all right, well, if I can do this for fun, like I also want to do this in a really substantive way. And I felt like I sat at the intersection of being a creative, an entrepreneur, and a professional. And there were a lot of spaces that were dedicated to speaking to different silos of people, right? Like spots for creatives, spots for entrepreneurs who were doing dope work. But then it's like, well, where do where, where do we all convene, right? Where do we put together that master rolodex of like, you know, when when the creative needs an accountant, when the accountant needs somebody to mm-hmm. do their root canal,
2: for sure. You know, like yeah, yeah. where
1: do we find that? I and know. so that's ultimately what we're aiming to do with Strivers Row in terms of it being this really diverse group of people, and we're conscious of like. What gaps there are mm-hmm. um, in the community, and consciously trying to like f- you know find the folks who not just are dope but also are like really good, solid people of character mm-hmm. um, to join the community and be a part of the fellowship.
2: Yeah, cause you, you said what was that transition where you knew like you know, um, cause me and Franz have had a few good summers in New York. <laughs> we're a little bit seasoned now. <laughs>
1: you, pulled, you pulled up to a few parties.
2: We definitely... Also, <laughs> we're talk
1: about that so, one party. we going to gonna get we're back, gonna back, to back to that. we going
0: to get back to that. Because that shit was shit about, was about was to go crazy. up. But... I feel like God saw what was in my heart and he was like, nah. Oh, with the
1: power With <laughs> the power out? out oh, that man. Thing, you gonna get back to that. gonna <laughs> that. was honestly The sun was still up and we were standing on couches. Yo, it I'll, was crazy. That
2: sh- I was talking to um your partner about that um, when I saw him at the CC shoot. We, he uh-huh. was like, yo, that shit was about to go crazy. But um, before we even get there, um, what sparked that? Because, like, yeah, we all were partying together, but what sparked, like, oh, shit, like... This guy right here is a photographer. This guy is an accountant or whatnot. This guy is working for this company. What was that first you know, thought process to be like, you know what? We're actually doing really amazing things and we need to lean on each other mm-hmm. because we have active roles, um, not just socially, but we have active roles in this corporate infrastructure. And we could potentially help each other with business to overall, you know, be able to. Uh, create together, make money together. What was that first thought process like to, like, transition the social community into, like, a now it feels like a, uh, I mean, how would you call it, like a, a social club of just go-getters?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if I can pinpoint, a like, a specific moment. I feel like it was something that uh, had, I don't just was natural. Like, I think it was, like, a natural evolution. Mm. Like, all of this stuff happened very successfully cyclical is that the way they say it cyclical
0: cyclically you sound right to me I don't know
1: it all came back around full circle (laughs) so many times um, in terms of just like just understanding what people need and listening to people Um, so you know as different people that I had you know known and met in this like not serious group me space or at a party we're working on their things, it's like, okay, they. I might be a person that they come to to be like, hey, do you know somebody who does whatever? Because it's like, well, you know, mad people, everybody say I'm Mixy, which I don't think I'm Mixie. <laughs> but people would always say that, so they would just ask me. But then it's like, all right, well, let's actually facilitate this and figure out how uh, more value can be brought to a community. And then it just like, honestly, as I talk to more people too and listen, it's like, people are struggling, mm. like like all these people who are winning, like there's a lot to celebrate but there's a lot of sacrifice that comes with that. And there's, uh, you know, people have low moments or just times when they don't feel seen and I feel like a lot of times that's what, that's when the switch flips for strivers, when we, we're in a space and like, it's like, oh, everybody gets it at the table. And I feel like that's kind of when you know, like they're sold on it. Um, I like oftentimes like conversations get just really vulnerable because it's like there's a point with you know I have friends who, you know, they're all all my friends are smart. Like I have no dumb friends. I have no like you know nobody who's just like who doesn't aspire to something in life, right? But there are you know levels to it, and you know there's a point where it's like you just. Everybody's not going to get, like, why you why you aren't sleeping because an idea is, like, haunting you and you just got to figure it out. Like, everybody's not going to understand why you have a really good job but you're broke because you put all your money into something else. Like, there are just certain things that everybody's not going to get. And even though these people have very different grinds, just the nature of their ambition, like... You know, allows for like them to see each other and get each other and be able to express some things that maybe have been on their heart that they haven't been able to or you know just haven't felt empowered to do either because that's part of setting the tone for the space too. For sure. Um, so yeah, I think it all just happened really naturally and then even you mentioned Duke, my um, business partner, and you know even how we came together. So I started Strivers Row with JD uh, or Gerard. I always do that. Sorry, he goes by uh, Gerard professionally. <laughs> um, Gerard, and so we, you know we were partners in it, um, and then Duke actually for about probably six months or so, and then at the top of 2018, Duke approached me, and then we just had to like realize like we were really aligned on purpose, mm-hmm. and a purpose that was bigger than us being captains of one ship, you know, yep. um, and. Of course, there's you know things that he's brought to the table and perspectives and, and areas that we want to explore that he's really been um, the steam behind too, and how this has come to be what it is today. For
0: sure. Can you tell us um, a bit of like some of the um, like use case of Strivers Row? Like, what, what are some of your like I guess proud success stories in terms of like people you put together or events you've put on, or um, give us kind of like a idea of the scope.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think so. So, the way it works is like each quarter, it, it's been gone through a few different iterations for us to kind of land on like what the cadence for everything is. But like each quarter, we're inviting, you know, 10 folks again, conscious of like, um, you know, conscious of just like the diversity of each pod and like really like checking boxes to make sure that nothing, that everyone's represented. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I think it's like there are people who um, some of the earliest strivers were people who like I had for a lot of them very like one-to-one connections with um, so something that I'm really proud of even is like uh, one of strivers Chris Lubin and he's super dope um, and like sits at like an intersection of music and culture and strategy like a brilliant mind but I knew him from years before from group me <laughs> crazy enough um, and you know, he was one of the first drivers Like, has always just been, like, down for the cause. And so, like, as we're starting to, you know, really put our strategy caps on and figure out where we want to go, where we want this to do, like, he raised his hand to say, like, bet. Like, let's figure this out together. But then it's, like, even, like, his mom does my hair. You know? Like, so that, those things make me really proud when it's, like, we've, we, again, it's not just professional. So, like, at every dinner, the way that we set the tone, I have what I call the cousin speech. Mm-hmm. and Cousin right so when you (laughs) see strife oftentimes they greet each other like hey cousin like and because that's how we i want folks to relate right and so i say you know especially as black folk right like we have cousins that aren't our real cousins you know what i'm saying like but that's my family period right and so there's a certain way that you move you know with them right there's a level of familiarity and just understanding that like okay we're in this together right and so that people have those connections, like that, you know, they they just see each other as family. Jane, people who wouldn't have known each other or didn't know each other before they ended up in a room because we put together, mm-hmm. um, you know, is really dope. And so, you know, it, it's little things like last, I think, Monday or this Monday or Tuesday, um, Kathleen O'Brien Price, Chef Lean, um, she's, um, and actually her fiance is also a striver, so we now have, you know, connections and stuff we about mm-hmm. to have some striver babies like it's coming along <laughs> um, but well I don't want to put that on them but you're gonna <laughs> let me not project but you know things but. are things are happening right um but like she uh posted on her story and she's like having a very striver day today because she pulled up on Bree oh, thompson excuse me mm-hmm. at spike spin and she had ran it to someone else earlier in the day and they you know relate to each other as that so it's really like the small things like that or when we're at a dinner and like people have moments like people cry Mm -hmm. and tears they haven't cried for a long time because like oh like y'all again y'all get it y'all see me you know so like it's just that I think like I was speaking to someone last week um and again this isn't the easy path to take and so I see us as it as many things, but one of those things is like, okay, who cares for the doers? Like, you know what I'm mm. saying? Like we're out here working, but yeah. like who who's gonna make sure that we're able to like release? Who's gonna make sure that we're able to just, you know, function and express what we need to express. So like that's a that's a part of the puzzle.
0: I think that's so ill man. I do remember your um Link NYC um, campaign. Yep. yep. That was that was very tremendous. And it's important, especially the people of color, to have um that conduit to community like just listening to you um ex- express strivers you know it makes me think of like black wall absolutely. street absolutely and to that to that point i'm glad you brought that up because dude actually uh you
2: know um made me privy to why you guys call it the strivers world and i thought that was just well, it blew my mind if you can like share that of like why the name strivers Row.
1: Yeah, so Shriversville is actually a place in Harlem. Um, one of my good friends that I actually know from back home in Hampton, Josh, um, we moved up to New York the same summer, and he lived on um, 7th Avenue or Adam Clayton Powell. And I would always see this sign, and he had the nice apartment, so that's where we all congregated for, like, our first couple years before, like, everybody else could get their situations together. So um, I would always see this sign that said, um, walk your horses and like I'm a Google queen I don't really like to not know anything when the internet is right there so I'm like well let me Google walk your horses 138th and see what this is about so then that's when the history of Shivers Road comes up and uh, Strivers Row is 138th and 139th Streets between Seventh and Eighth Avenues, um, and there are these beautiful brownstones. Um, there are three different facades facades um, that exist, and they were built in the late 1800s when Harlem was still white. And as they, the development was being built, the demographics of the neighborhood shifted, and it became black and You know, America America did what America does and um, decided to be racist um, as opposed to even, you know, not just being decent, you know, but recouping your investment, (laughs) right? And refused to sell the homes to black people. Mm -hmm. So they sat vacant for decades and deteriorated. Um, And then eventually someone was kind of like, okay, maybe this is stupid and we should at least get our money back and decided right to sell them to black people who lived in harlem and so kind of the affluent um you know folks of the community Mm. moved in um and that's why it became known as driver's row um and so you know for us it's like not necessarily the classes aspect aspect of it because these are you know million dollar brownstones not necessarily that but um you know, so many spaces mm. are just we're just like kept away from us for whatever reason, um, and none of them valid. And but ultimately, like once we're able to, you know, get a toe in the door, like we do what we do. We come and you know we we put our flavor on it. And I always say, you know, we come and we fuck shit up. Like yeah. that's just what we do. Yeah. And you know that's that's what happened there, right? Like it is a you know listed on the register of you know historic places because of the black people that lived there and their contributions to society. Um, and so that's you know the same thing that we aim to do when the history books are written. Like I hope that the names of all these people mm. are going to be in them.
2: Fire, fire! Yeah, I look at you as like um you know a, a community and cultural like just architect because.
1: Um, I, might need, huh. yeah. I might need to do uh-huh.
2: uh-huh. that <laughs> You know <LinkedIn>. Real <laughs> shit Because you know I could turn up with Destiny And I can learn some shit from Destiny You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying So like uh, It's a really dope balance Um, I had a question It just slipped my mind <laughs> um, Yeah it's a really dope balance Of how you're able to like You know do both Let's lean more towards On like the party side Because you actually like Throw a lot of fire ass parties in the city and uptown and whatnot. Um, how was that cultivated? And you know what I mean? Like, how do you keep going doing that with Stripe as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it was all from the group me. The link up started out not like uber professional, yeah. but like definitely people were like. Pulling out to the link up, expecting to shake hands, not necessarily shake ass at first. I right. um, <laughs> never used that before. That was good, too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it started. Um, but you know, eventually, like honestly, it started at forty forty, and the drinks was just hitting. And then it moved when it moved to Hudson Terrace, it just became a different situation. Like I think that we were on the second floor of Hudson Terrace, and the vibe is just very different. And then people just started getting lit. And twerking So I was like well, Okay right cool then. This is what we're doing Like maybe <laughs> the first couple hours People will be You know On their networky thing But we're gonna There's a point When this party transitions um, And then eventually um, Like I said it was, Feb- it was February Either 2016 or 2017 I wish I could remember It's been a long time um, We decided to do A day party And that was at The Attic R.I.P. The Attic
2: Yo Attic is done?
1: It's, as far as I know it's been done for a little minute but you know spaces die yes. and come back to life that's true but that's how I yeah, honestly that's really how I knew that, me, that I had been like I had reached some level of like actually being a New Yorker is that like there are venues that right. I know that have like gone Grand some opening, that have gone and, and come back team. with a new name but it's yep. like you can speak of like uh, yeah, spots that are no joy. more some of
2: the greenhouses some
1: yeah that was so when I yeah. first moved here oh, like an era long gone for sure um But, yeah, so it just, everything started shifting, and then we did the day party, and the first day party popped. Like, I was so nervous, and it's like, I wasn't, that wasn't me in college, like, not even a little bit. I didn't even go to a lot of parties, or if I did, I was, like, the DD, so, like, I wasn't, like, a turn-up person. So I was like... This is crazy, and all these Howard people pull up, and they're like, "This your party?"
2: Howard must deep.
1: Yeah, so it, it was like people had told people it was it, it was it was one of those perfect storms of like events when it's like the weather just happened to be nice. It was like a yep. sixty degree day in February, and it was nothing else going on. So like people pulled up, and so all these Howard people are like, "This you? Like how did this happen?" I'm like, y'all, I don't I don't know, but have a good time. <laughs> um and so just kept with it so like kept on the link up um i think we ended up doing i remember memorial day we ended up doing like a 1200 person party at Uh space ibiza with some other teams but you know i just told my friend i was even the flip side of all of this reality is like off that that was a great party yeah. but like venues do bad business right I, I held a $10,000 L for a year off that party just cause they didn't give me my deposit back not that we lost money made a lot of money but like they just didn't give me my deposit back like you know so yeah, it's yeah. not all fun for sure <laughs> yeah, you, did,
2: you did parties for like I think I was in the party game for like one you know, solid year, and I was like, you know what? I'm leaving this to the
1: professionals. <laughs> you know, and I've and I made a and i made a promise to right. be like when I talk about this stuff, like to talk about the real of it, because yeah. like you know that that happened. You know, you yeah. think the party's gonna pop, and um, everyday people launch, you know, announces a party on Friday night, and the weather's good, and yo, Saturday. just goes on the drain and you lose a few thousand dollars like it be like that but you know can you
0: can you kind of um you know give a a, a quick tutorial on the business side for aspiring uh event folks folks? Um, so so like yeah so not even just from like the the marketing Can you talk about like kind of just approaching a venue what that business is like
1: yeah um and and one thing i will say is like it's i'm as a woman in this space, there are there are not a lot of women, like at all. Um, so what I do like I, I can only speak to navigating the space as a woman, like honestly, and it For and sure. it's just you just have to go about it differently. Yep. I think. Um I know. I can imagine. <laughs> um and so really it was you know, I think you, you really just need to have an idea of you know, what, what you want to do, with, like, what you're setting out to do. Like, how many people do you want to bring out the, on, before you approach a venue, like think through how you're gonna do that. Like numbers, like, th- those are real bodies and people who need to in a city where they can be doing anything, decide to come to your vibe. Yeah. So like, okay, you 300 people, that's, that's what you need to bring out. like okay, boom. What's your What's your approach? Are you using social or using email? You're gonna tap some other homies, put together a little host committee, give your comp bottle to them so that you know they feel a little bit taken care of, so that they can bring their people out. Like, definitely think through all of that before, because the last thing you want is like the party's two days away and you're like, this is not gonna be it. Like, yeah. you are you know you're going into an L. That's the worst feeling. I would rather think that it's gonna pop and just it go. Flat that night and, like, walk in the venue knowing you about to catch it out. That's terrible. Um, So, yeah, think through all of that up front. When you approach a venue, um, I mean, off a – The first venues I just used, I knew other promoters, so I asked them to connect me to their contacts and do like formal introductions. Mm -hmm. People who like I know do have done good parties, but also do good business and likely have a good rapport with the venue. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just just so you know, if they're if they're considering two events like maybe they'll bump yours up because you know so-and-so introduced you like um and hopefully people are open to doing that um and paint a good picture for them like when you sell the event like never feel like they owe you anything there's likely someone else who will who can take the space um so you know I would always like say hey like you know, this is LinkUp, we've been active since whatever. These are the DJs we usually book. These are other venues that we've been at before and have successful events. Here are the photos, here are the videos. Like, and even, and for me, it's like, some people may want to withhold the wild pictures or whatever, but I also don't want you to agree to nothing that you're not comfortable with, sure. right? So it's like, this is what it is. I'm a pretty unapologetic person in all things that I do, and especially approaching partnership, because like, the last thing you would want is someone to feel like you've been with them like I thought you were about to stand up the whole party and they grabbing their ankles like I don't know what to do like nah I want you to see it in the video and still let you know that okay my crowd is coming and they're coming to have a good time they're not gonna mess up your venue but yeah they're gonna we're gonna be loud we're gonna be a little bit rowdy but nobody's about to fight like and you can say yes or no but I'm not gonna shuck and jive or paint a not accurate picture for you to do that Um, so yeah that's that's you know getting your venue Um, and then from there it's like rolling out that plan oh also it's booking talent that's really important Mm. one thing I stand firm on with anything that I do is like the substance of what you come for is gonna hit the extras Maybe not. I don't know. But if you're coming for a party, the music needs to be good. I can't really control how many people come to the party. I'm going to do my best to promo it and pack the spot out. But that's not really in my control. But them DJs, I'm paying them. I, I contact them. I pay them. I make sure they're good and then throughout the night so that they can put on the best show for you. And so what I've learned is there've been parties that I've had where maybe the room wasn't full, but the music was hitting. Mm-hmm. So the people who was there danced their night lies away. They was hitting the bar. They had a great time. No, nothing you know? I hate
2: worse than a you know me. Oh yeah.
1: And, and a you and the party DJs. can be packed. Like, the party can be packed and the DJs are whacked exactly. and it doesn't matter. I just
2: hate when DJs don't cater to women. To me that don't that don't make sense. But yeah. Yeah,
1: and it's all about making a woman happy. That's also a rule of party that some people not try not to you know, follow, but it's all about making the women happy, and then the men you will follow. You could give up.
2: women, you could give the men a nice half hour, sure, maybe fifteen, but come <laughs> on, like let's be real. And we must be just got a co-sign, like you know, Destiny's Party the live. We had a great experience one summer. That it's the, yeah.
0: this, it was the best twenty minutes of my <laughs> twenty nineteen. So I will tell you what, yo, it's crazy, man. Like it was about it. I don't like to put this in the air, but I feel like, man, the Lord's soul was on my heart. <laughs> and ooh, I was plotting. <laughs> it was about to go up. And he literally was like, you know Yo, what? I'm looking that problem. NYC like, blackout. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> NYC yeah. blackout. Like the whole, I was like, damn, like the whole Times Square blacked out? Like, the whole Times yeah, that Square was crazy. Out. That was so, I was talking to Duke about that. I was like, that, that was so crazy.
1: Because it was like, like I said, it was still light outside. Everyone. was still the light crazy, outside. My client, my client was at the party. Wow. My client, I was I was working at an agency. My client was at the party, and we was both lit, both <laughs> on the couch like beside each other. Good. Like it was dumb. It was it was gonna be one of those parties. It really and was. When, and when and when the the lights went out, it was, home, like, it was like it was like the the God. the lights went out or whatever. So we're like, okay, like maybe they'll go, you know, they'll come yeah. back on. So then you know people are still milling around. Like nobody's trying to go home. Yep. and then it's like oh well like Beautiful it's the whole the building, building yep. right then it's like oh no it's the whole block it's
2: the whole block
1: then it's like oh no it's like half, half of midtown it's crazy what yeah. and it was like yo there's nothing like there's no, i was hurt. totally out of you know control. what's ill about I was so situations
0: hurt. like though and why i love my people is that we'll give you like a good minute and a half of no music you know what I'm saying? Chant, and after that, it's like, "All right, what's going on?" Yeah, <laughs> they was going to the DJ exactly. line, yo. like, what's hey, "Yo, What's popping right now." And then eh? it's
1: like, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? Because I'm, you know, always on high lyric. Like, right? Do we need to? get back up to- we need to get back uptown y'all yes. let me know yeah um, but yeah it's uh yes. parties and all it's um it's interesting for me it's a it's a space that I never imagined being in like I said as a woman it's a very interesting space to navigate um but I'm honestly really proud of that it's like I'm I'm confident in like as a woman what I bring to the table in this space and it's just like and I and most of the time I, you know I'm on teams I'm the, I'm the only chick and there's certain things that it's like oh we didn't think about that like you know so I like being able to just like present that and add value And I'm trying to honestly collaborate with more women in the space. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, it's gonna happen. So we're actually at the end of the month. I'm working with two other female promoters um, to throw like an all-women party. So female DJs, right. female hosts. Yeah. Um, it's Women's History Month. Absolutely. So like, you know, like why not? I want um, to connect
2: you too with um, uh, um we work with um, our new brand management division, uh, Kiana Parks and Niara Niara Sterling too. Dope. I think be dope. I'll definitely. Uh, Share with you this stuff. Yeah. See if it works with you.
1: For sure. Uh, but it's like I, I had just thought of it. and I was like, yo, like let's let's do this. Like other things are happening and you know, don't wanna miss the opportunity to bring together a really dope uh, collective of women to Indeed. to do what they do. Like I said, always like the music is gonna be high. Like sure. I said, when we do dinners, like the food is gonna be good. Like I just feel like you can't miss the core thing that people come for. And everything else, like, as long as you get a good meal when you come to a dinner it's like okay well was was there a floor arrangement on the table like people aren't thinking yeah. about that as
2: much they're gonna definitely talk about the foods popping though for sure you're so multifaceted i mean as a like I said, a community and cultural architect built a staple in um in New York City and in our community um who inspires destiny like who who have you looked up to that has helped you you know uh carve your own path and give you elements that, that you can take from them to, like, you know, apply for yourself?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a lot of it, like, started at home. Like, I think my mom is just a really dope woman. And, uh, you know, she, like, I remember when, when my mom was born, she hadn't finished her bachelor's degree. She had started, you know, college straight out of school. But, like, you know, they was... Poor country people, they didn't have the $1,500 to pay for tuition or whatever. So, but I remember being four and five and sitting under my mom's desk at the community college and then at the four-year college when she was in class. Like, you know, she took me with her, she did what she had to do. I remember her graduation, like, and so I saw her grind and work. My mom worked four to midnight, like, probably until I was, maybe the end of elementary school, um but like she came home at midnight my grandmother lived with us came home at midnight woke me up and that's when i did projects and homework like you know like what is that Cause I'm like, that's why I'd be like, I ain't ready for no kids. Cause I'm not doing all that. Like, you know, like I'm not ready for that level of sacrifice. After a whole day at work, and it's twelve o'clock, and I'm twelve thirty. I'm dealing with a kid, a dumb kid. Well, I was smart, but like a dumb, you know, but like a dumb kid, like trying to teach you math, and I was real bad at math. So she would be trying to break down too much. So she just, I just saw her. If you have ten apples, okay? (laughs) (laughs) No, big fact. It is literally at two a.m. Like. But. <laughs> but you know my mom she just always has been like the type to like go and get it and like mm. you know a lot of um hardship has come her way but she just never she always just takes it in a stride she's really good at not taking things personal mm. um and so she's just like okay it is what it is like here's what i'm gonna do and that's just a mindset that i think has Helped me when I can't channel it. I can't always, and that's what I call her for to get me together. Um, but I really don't have, in terms of looking up to people, I don't know that I have a ton of that, honestly. Like, I don't have, um, you know, a lot of mentors or things like that. I really like, like, strive is always about networking across because I'm so inspired by my peers. Um, you know, I think from my friends from home to my college friends, to the people I've met in New York, like everybody is dope. Like, and I've seen the fruits of their labor. I've seen them work through, um, you know, challenges and innovate and create new things and improve old things and just do them and move in purpose. Um, and so that's, that's where that's where I'm looking for inspiration and looking for uh, motivation whenever I'm trying to seek it externally. So sometimes that's the case. Sometimes you need it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's my peers. Indeed.
0: That's dope. That's dope. So, um, you know, we asked all of our guests this. What drives you? What makes you? I mean, you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but, um, you know, what makes you, not only you, but gives you the energy to keep going?
1: um us like i really really love black people um and that's it like you know what i'm saying like i i i see the potential in what i'm doing and you know there it's a multifaceted thing it'll come to life in several ways but like for me it's like i i'll i'll do the work of something that can like impact the whole like the trajectory of our culture mm-hmm. you know like to nurture the people who are doing like you know what i'm saying literally the people who are building the brands and the businesses and operating in the professions and and the corporate buildings like who are making ways and creating opportunity um like leaving being able to be a part of that legacy is what makes me you know do it all and While I'll I'll
0: keep on doing it. That's what's up. Legacy, legacy, legacy. Tell us where we can um, find you. Any events coming up. We could pull up on you. You know what I'm saying? Because you technically owe Trav and I. A, a party
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the, who do people call Edison oh, um, oh y'all the party <laughs> uh, but what's coming up um, so actually I mentioned the the all women's party well, we'll be announcing that next week um, but that's gonna be on the 27th that'll be a nighttime vibe on the 27th to amazing women. yes I'm really excited I'm really really excited about it um, just cause like the vibes are gonna be so good Course. and feminine'm gonna be but in not even like it. but that's even also it is like there are queer women who are a part of this so like just like you know and not just projecting one image of like what it means to be a woman but just yes. like in all of our iterations just being dope and Absolutely. bringing that forth wow. um so that's on the 27th on the 28th is home and homecoming oh. so um that's a celebration of hbcu culture um that par- I've been a part of that party for Maybe three ish years. I feel like we've been to Duke. I'm pretty sure you have. have Duke has been doing those. throwing that party I for.
2: Lowkey, hosted one. Or Sky
1: yeah, he's host the hosting one this one. year. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I've been a part of it for maybe like three years. Duke has been yeah. has a part he, of it for even longer. Was that Manhattan
2: Tavern at one time
1: or something like that? Is that a spot? Madison Square Tavern.
2: Yeah, Madison Square. Maybe. Oh, no. That on I'm 31st, sure. maybe season. not.
1: Like, uh, it's been it's been a few spots, yep. but um, that's coming up. That's dope. That's come out party for. A cause because we um, donate a portion of the proceeds to a scholarship fund that was actually founded by a striver alize Garcia. Dope. Shout out to
0: Alize. Yo, big up yes. Alize. That's the home um, man.
1: Yes, the ultimate plug. Okay. Yep. I, I that's who I look up to in terms of being a plug? Alize. Yep. Um that's because Alizé. she just she's that's she lives for it. I love her so yeah, much. She's amazing. Um so yeah so that that'll be dope to party for a cause. Um and then no Signal is coming back.
2: Oh, sweet. We actually went to one of those for sure. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, No
1: Signal is dope. That's um, Duke's vision. That's our um, no phones party experience. So, it's really dope. Um, it's, it's a very different vibe being at a party without a phone. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so much better. I, I mean, honestly, that the most fun I've had at a party to be honest, was we the grown, first, first no signal. We grown, we
2: don't need to be turned up and like, we got. We all professionals we don't need to be turned up and have cameras in your face exactly. and all that, so like, I love the
1: That's the it, like, it's, I'm not gym. trying to end up in the background of nobody's story when I'm <laughs> yeah. driving a boat or, you know <laughs> doing whatever, like, let's just keep it here, Right. okay and keep it camp, Exactly. Um, so that'll be back on the 4th of April and that is yeah. as far as I can think right now but it's more to come.
0: What's actually. the
1: socials? Um so per, my personal social is Chasing Destiny. That's D E S T I N E E. and then Striver's Row on Instagram you can find us at we are Striver's Row. That's all spelled out. Um, and then the website is Co.
2: Amazing, amazing, Destiny. We salute you. We champion your journey. We um, um, see you out here being a, a young black woman, just doing amazing things, and uh, we just want to give you your praise and flowers while you're here. And uh, thank you for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I work. really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, Big work. up! Shout out, Virginia,
0: man.
1: Yeah, two up, two down. <laughs> <laughs> like
2: we always say this time: stay dripping, stay dripping.